Welcome to Camp Pearls. It's a good day to have a great day podcast. Be sure to join us for weekly episodes. Now, here's Brother Don. Hello everyone, Don Barrett back with you from Camp Pearl. It's a beautiful day here at Camp Pearl and I hope that you're having a good day and turning it into a great day. Before we look at our topic for today, I want to remind folks of an opportunity that we have starting January 2024. Can't believe it's here on us, but it will be here 2024. And our spring Bible courses are going to begin on Tuesday, January the 23rd of 2024. That's Tuesday, January 23. I'm going to be teaching a course on bibliology. How in the world do we get our Bible? How do we understand our Bible? And then Doug McBride's going to be teaching a course on the survey of the New Testament. That's every week on Tuesday, starting at 6 p.m., We go for one and a half hours on each course. And the neat thing about this coming year is that we now have capability of Zooming the courses. So wherever you are in this whole world, if you have Internet access with your computer, you can actually Zoom the course and at the comfort of your own home and take the course with you or your family or your spouse. And we would love to have you. Now, if you'd like more information on that, please contact me very simply at Don at CampPearl.com. Don at CampPearl.com. And I'll be happy to fill you in. Now, be sure to look on our website after the first of the year for more information on that. But I wanted to give you a heads up for those who've asked about that before, stating they could not drive into Camp Pearl each week. Well, now you don't have to. You can actually take these courses right from the comfort of your own home. Al begins January the 23rd on Tuesday, and we would love to have you with us. Let me ask you a question today. Have you ever thought about what you think about? You might say, well, you know, I've never really thought about that, but it might be a good thing for you to consider. Ralph Waldo Emerson, better known simply as Waldo, one of great American poets in the middle 1800s, made this statement, If you sow a thought, you will reap an action. If you sow an act, you will reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character and you reap a destiny. Our destiny is tied directly to and starts with our thoughts. So it's an important thing to think about what you may think about. And also, you might want to consider that just because you have a thought doesn't necessarily make that thought true. So before you start acting on a thought that comes into your mind, you might want to pass it through the litmus test of whether or not it is true. For instance, I've talked to folks in the past who believe that they are nothing but a total failure. Maybe they've been told they were since a child, 
They've come to believe that. That's what they, here's our word, think about themselves. And because they think they're a failure, then they just simply act as a failure. But that's not what God says to be true about folks. Just because we have a thought doesn't necessarily make that thought true. So we need to be careful before we just instantly act on our thoughts. We need to make sure that thought is true. I love the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs, it talks about this particular person in chapter 23 and verse 7. He's talking about a miser, this evil-eyed individual whose heart is not with you. When he says, you be careful if you're having lunch with him, so to speak. Do not eat the bread of a miser or desire any of his delicacies, for his heart is not with you. In fact, he says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, that's a universal principle that works in every situation. Whatever you think in your heart eventually makes who you are. You think about that. A.W. Tozer in his fine book, Knowledge of the Holy, says the most important thing you think about is your concept of God. So I challenge you with this thought. What do you think about when you think about God? Have you sized him up and squeezed him into your own little mind and made him to be something that you think God ought to be? Or have you considered what God says to be true about himself? And by the way, may I say that when we talk about bibliology after the first of the year, we'll be talking about some of those revelations that God has given us of himself But back to the point, we need to consider what we think about. We think about ourselves as a failure, we'll end up being a failure. If we think of God of just being some sort of old man upstairs, slumped over, walking with a cane, and maybe forgetful of things, your God would be way, way too small. I love the little course that we teach our children when they're younger. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There is nothing my God cannot do. Unfortunately, as those children get older, if they don't keep that concept of the reality of the bigness and greatness of our God, pretty soon they limit the size of their God and Unfortunately, today, for many of them, they just cease to believe in his existence. But we know that's a lie. That's not true. The Proverbs, once again, speak of the importance of watching what you dwell on and think about in your heart. In chapter 4, it says these words, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth 
and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Just in that one paragraph, did you note how many body parts of the physical body that King Solomon used to describe how important it is for us to watch what we think about? He identifies at least seven or eight of them, maybe nine. He talks about the ears and the eyes, our heart, our whole flesh, the mouth, our lips, our eyelids, as well as our eyes and our feet. But in the center of that, he says, of utmost importance, keep your heart with all diligence, guard it, put a put an alarm system on your heart of the things that you think about. Why? For out of it flow the issues of life. That's where life begins and your thinking processes in your heart. And God has given us two ways that we allow things to come into our thinking processes, that is, through our eye gate and ear gate. God holds me responsible and ultimately accountable for the things that I think about because of the things I've heard and the things I have seen. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see, says that little song that we teach our children. How important is it of what we think about? Well, God says it is of utmost importance. The Lord Jesus in the New Testament goes on to say, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. Rather, it is what comes out of his heart. So we see the importance of the heart and guarding the heart of the things that we think about and dwell upon. The Apostle Paul summed it up in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 when he said, Finally, my brothers, whatsoever things, and then he starts with the word true. And then after listing some qualities, he finally says, I want you to think about these things. Make certain that you think about what you think about. Because in doing so, it will determine whether or not you're going to have a great day. Obviously, I hope that we understand that unless we know truth and that in the person of Jesus, then our thought processes are all, are all messed up. The Lord Jesus Christ himself can enter our lives and our minds, and he can straighten it all out for us, for he himself is truth. If you've never placed your trust in him, that's where it all starts. That's where it begins, by coming to know him as your Savior. And then as you trust him as your Savior, he wants to be the Lord of your life. And as you follow him as the Lord of your life, guard what your heart teaches because what your heart teaches is what you've put into that heart through your eye gate and your ear gate. So I challenge you today to watch what you think about, because what you think about will end up determining 
the outcome of your life. Let me pray with you. Father, I'm so thankful today that you've given us a mind with which to think. You don't bypass that mind when you seek to do a work in us. As a matter of fact, you tell us to engage our mind and interact our mind with the truth of your word. It's my prayer that those hearing my voice today would have a mind that's been filtered through the lens of Scripture. And I pray, Father, therefore, that our thoughts would be the thoughts you would want from us. And when we allow those thoughts to come into our minds, it purifies and cleanses us so that we can enjoy the day you've given to us. In fact, make this good day into a great day. For all of these things, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We would love for you to share this with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Camp Pearl Ministries or to help support this podcast and other gospel outreach, visit us online at camppearl.com. We pray you have a great day today, right now, in the life only Jesus can give.